Do you consider yourself a comedy queen? Absolutely not. No. No. You are a what queen? Fill in the blank. A star. Star queen? Yes. Okay. I'm totally fine not being a comedy queen. There's so many out there and they do it well. That being said, being a funny queen would be fucking helpful right now. I know who Valentina is. It's usually something to do with glamour. You can but... do the Valentina character uh -huh. with the fashion, but do you doing a eulogy for Lady Bunny? You know what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? Amen. The wheel has already been invented. So just do your wheel. Okay. All right, we'll see you out there. Thank you so much for... Well, I think this little clip of the week brings up a question I think we wanted to explore maybe maybe last week or the week before of kind of like, who is Valentina? What's, what's Valentina's story? Or really, as RuPaul puts it, like, Valentina is a this kind of queen. What kind of queen are you? And I think her answer... I think her answer is accurate if you ask Valentina. You know what I mean? <laughs> so how would you classify Valentina? I think that is a really good question. I really don't know. And honestly, I also think that maybe that answer is the most accurate in general. Like Valentina's, to me, it seems like Valentina's greatest talent is exuding star power. And I know that sounds like a read, but I really do think she has like a shit ton of star power and charisma. But I think when you boil it down to like, well, who is the person? Who is the character? What's going on underneath the surface of all that star power? I think it's a lot of space dust, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I know that she's got Rent Live coming up. Uh, yeah. And she's apparently going to be great in that. Uh, that's what uh, people on production have been saying. Um, so I know that, you know, there's star power there. There's also an actress there. There's a lot of drama in that character of Angel. Um, I, you know, when, when Rue said in this clip, like, oh, you can do the Valentina character, that was, um, I finally woke up. I'm like, oh, right. Oh, right. Valentina is putting on Valentina for this, yeah. for Drag Race. It's and you we see it, uh, like even in this clip of the week in this conversation Valentina the character I think is the baby voice and I think is the I don't know I don't know Rue I don't know it's like oh no the real Valentina is the one in the talking head who says it'd be really fucking you know convenient right now to be a funny queen yeah 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 or the one yeah. that says like uh, girl my feet hurt can I have your drink yeah right right and I think like I'm really. I can't I can't believe I almost just said I'm really excited to see Rent live because you and I both know that's not true. <laughs> I at love all. Rent. I'm so excited. I am so, I'd rather it's gonna buy. Be so good. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> well, I mean, long time Aries know I'm not a fan of Rent, but I do think it is an opportunity to see what's beneath the star power for Valentina. Not that she hasn't particularly done well in certain different challenges on both of her seasons, but I think I think that could potentially back up all the star power with like, oh, we're now really seeing your talent at play, you know? I think Valentina's good with a script. I think that she is good when, uh, obviously, it's a focus on what she looks like. Um, for me, when, when I heard this, like, well, what, is, what are you going to lean into, Valentina? What is this character that you're going to use in this roast? I was surprised she didn't go to the telenovela place, this uh, kooky, glamorous, yeah. unexpected. I just feel like she does that so well in the workroom and in deliberations and putting that all on. Uh, she could have created some sort of script that was more dramatic. 
Especially at a funeral. I mean, that's just like that's that's like the sweeps week episode for telenovelas is a funeral. I would imagine. You know what I mean? In terms of like the drama. And so yeah, it, it seemed like a missed opportunity. Um, that being said, and and this is I guess sort of uh, an act one gun for this episode. She she may have had the read that made me laugh the the most this episode. Like I think I laughed the hardest at Valentina. Really? Oh my god, I lost my shit. I thought yes, I. I'll just say it now. That like that that she tore her sphincter and she uses her dentureless gums now. I don't know if I get it, but I could not pull it together. That was so funny. <laughs> and the way that she delivers it is so matter of fact. It's like she is such a whore. She tore her anus. Or no, yeah, she, no, she tore her sphincter and now she just uses her dentureless gums. As if like I mean- I, I don't know. As if I just I just substituted sour cream for you know fat free yogurt. You know what I mean? I think my my favorite moment of her roast was uh, not when she was performing the roast because when she performed this part it didn't work. When she was with Cecily and she did the whole like mouth and turning thing on the spick like like the the you know the the, the yeah. pig turning that yeah, was that, that was a funny um, visual gag for me and then when it went to the roast thing she turned it into this cringy moment of big juicy red apple and i'm like ugh, no <laughs> yeah it was almost like that thing of we've probably talked about this before where like something works in rehearsal and then you try to like recreate the magic it's like she she was told the joke was funny in rehearsal and then tried to do it again in the performance but you could tell she was like trying to do it again yeah i i don't know yeah i I'm glad you laughed at that joke. I didn't. I didn't laugh at Valentina, but uh, actually, oh. I might have laughed at Valentina. But <laughs> not I mean, I don't know if I was laughing at her or with her, but I was having a good time. I mean, I really think, in a lot of ways, and I took this note at some point that, like Valentina, how in what ways is she similar to like Alyssa Edwards season five? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I I think Alyssa in season five is. There's something a little bit more charming, whereas when Valentina puts on Valentina, it's not, it doesn't seem as natural. So I think, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying about that. Like, I think Alyssa comes across a lot more natural and charismatic, but I think it's like, I think when she gets the critiques of like, well, we were just laughing because you're fun to watch. That reminded me of like, well, Alyssa, I don't know if it made any sense, but I was laughing. Oh, I and see. I, but I don't think that they were treatment. laughing because she was fun to watch. I don't know. Well, that's what that's what Michelle said to her in the deliberation. So okay. you call well, Michelle Visage a liar? Yeah, I mean, I am. she's been on ten Objectify. seasons. Objectify. Objectify. Um, been four All Stars. You know, maybe eight seasons. Sorry, <laughs> helped a lot of queens, saved a lot of lives. You know, I when she was in the deliberation with Manila, uh, and she's like, "I'm not going to beg. That's not fierce. That's not a star." I think that really that opened up the window a little bit more to Valentina because. I think that part of her hubris is what is her downfall. I don't think – I think that Alyssa can be silly and not as self-aware, whereas when Valentina is not self-aware, it's it's just not charming. It's not stunning. <laughs> yeah, it's um, – well, I mean, as I think it's said more than once in the deliberations, they call her delusional, and I think – Delusional is like club kid shoes on Dracula. It's right. like once you're delusional, right. I, I think we've seen a couple of kisses of death this season that we've seen before. And one of them is being delusional, and we saw Latrice fall victim to that. And the other one, and I don't think this is planning a lead, but it does make me worry. The other one is when you don't listen. 
And this is the second time we saw Monique Hart get criticism for not listening. Yeah. And so I feel like as good as she's doing, I I am not putting any of my chips on her even making it to top four because they wouldn't show those details if she was going to make it, you know? I see what you mean. I, I still think she's going to make top four. Um, in, in terms of Valentina being delusional, we've seen that play out in All Stars 3 with Milk. Uh, it When a queen and Latrice and people are just they just don't see it. Uh, even even like a Gia Gunn, um, I think that that is a downfall. And I think yeah. Val- Valentina, in terms of how the other girls see her, she was going to go home today, like tonight, this week. I agree. I think they both had her name. I mean, when Manila asks Monet, are we going to send two girls home? It's like, no, you're going to send home <laughs> the girl whose name you both have on the lipstick in your bra right now, <laughs> which is Valentina. Yeah. Uh, but it, I do feel like after this episode, and even though that didn't happen, I, I don't feel as strongly about Valentina in the top four anymore. No. I, I feel a lot stronger about Bonet in the top four. Yes. I am gooped about oh, that Oh, my one. God. How charming was she in this episode? I just fell in love with her all over again. Yeah, guess who's back in the house? Heels click clacking about. She, like, the narrator is back. Yeah. The exchange rate is higher this season all of a sudden. Catch it in, girl. Totally. Soak it up. Yeah, soak it up. Uh, soak what up? Soak Monet. What up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that sweat she's spilling, winning this competition. Where are you at, Gia? <laughs> um, I, Valentina, for me, this episode and. Some of the other kind of telenovela things she's been creating, I think we're starting to see uh, an edit that is bringing her to not top four. I think these queens uh, yeah. are going to send her home. Um, yeah. And not because she's not a star, but because she is, she's a big threat. You know, it's like, right. okay, well, you know, at the end of the day, they have to go home. And I think that's also why they spent so much time with Manila and Monet, and we'll get to this, but when Manila's like, dude, like the longer we're in this competition, the harder it's going to be. It's not necessarily about friends because we're all going to become friends. So right. at the end of the day, like, yeah, report cards do matter and and all of that, but at, at some point you're going to have to send your friend home uh, with the with the high report card or the low report card. It, it just depends on when is it going to be about you and not about being nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it depends on the direction the game goes, right? Because obviously, as we see this week, RuPaul's not, you know, she's tired of giving out them tips. So she's, she's <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she's gonna twist, and we're gonna shout about it. So. Absolutely, absolutely, or be really happy about it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I well, I'll save all of that for the episode. Uh, with that, Mary, do you want to jump in when start this uh, recap? Yeah, sure. I mean, because, you know, obviously this is uh, – do you think our listeners need to know what they're listening to? I I think think they do. I think they do. I don't know how to tell them if you don't ask me, but they're, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny, and you're killing me, Mary. And I'm Colin, and I, despite my best Googling, could not figure out what that quote's from. I don't think and, it's from anything. I mean, I, I just, Mary's, I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I don't know, because we got, like, tweets about it. I was like, I know, I, I don't know what that is. Um, 
And I guess I should just disclaim up front, because I don't know how the sound's going to be. I'm recording remotely uh, from Fort Lauderdale this week, so apologies if you're not getting your usual crisp NPR realness. I'm now giving you, you know, uh, sibling rivalry season one realness. So. <laughs> I was going to say, it's uh, not delicious dish, it's disgusting no. dish. It's, yeah. yeah, it's disgusting plate of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, you're coming live from the bathhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those sounds in the background uh, just ignore them he'll be done soon no, literally <laughs> literally coming live yeah, coming. coming live <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know i feel like uh, i feel like one of those games at the carnival where the balloon keeps filling and filling and then eventually pops so <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to talk about shooting into the clown's mouth, Mary. Oh, no. no, no later. Yeah. Wiffle balls just trying yeah. to find the hole. Oh, they can find it. Don't worry. I'll help them find it if they can't. Just follow your nose. Oh, God. That's it's dirty. A haunted house. Oh. Talk about a snatch game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mary. Uh, well, I hope that the weather is nice there and that you're enjoying oh. some sunshine. Well, uh, it is gorgeous here. And I don't mean to rub that in because I know in New York it's like one degree right now. But it is exactly what I needed it to be when leaving for the airport. I was like, fuck this weather. <laughs> like it was exactly what you want to be on the other end of the flight, you know? I see. Yeah, that's great. So uh, you walked from the airport to the Airbnb. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm just staying at, like, an airport hotel. Like, I just felt, figured somewhere nearby, just some motor in with an hourly rate. No, I'm staying at an Airbnb in Wilton Manors, you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I know, which is the gay neighborhood, the gayborhood. Oh. It's so Mary's, – Mary's who've been or Mary's who live here, you know – Fort Lauderdale, the heart of the gayborhood is this strip mall full of gay bars, and it is – it's everything I like about Fort Lauderdale because it is like, yep, you bet it's a strip mall full of gay bars you want in. Like, it's so it's so kind of like unpretentious in a way like that. Okay. But it has its own like attitude and its own energy. But everyone's super nice. Like, it's so friendly. Oh, so good. Um, I'm having a great time. Yeah. All right. Did you watch it live uh, this episode somewhere? I did. I did. I didn't watch it somewhere because I was exhausted. I was like, I do not want to go out. I watched it. I ordered some food. I watched it and then like immediately fell asleep. Oh, wow. So okay. I've been, my sleep game this vacation has been uh, A plus. All right, Mary. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's jump in uh, yeah. to this episode. You know, there's some discussions, right, that I think we'll hopefully have. Uh, obviously, it was the twist uh, happening at the very, very end. I thought that it was going to happen actually before the challenge, but so did uh, I thought it was going to happen before the very end. But, yeah, but my yeah, my friend told me, um, reminded me because I watched it with my friend on Friday. Um, he's like, yeah, but she's in full drag when she says that everything is canceled, and I was like, oh man, I totally forgot. Yeah, had, yeah. If, had I re remembered and realized that she was in full drag when she said that twist is coming. Um, or that rules are suspended, I would have been like, oh, okay, so everybody's safe. I think I would have guessed that. Yeah, and and I'm glad that I didn't because it created more tension watching it. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I don't know. I mean, I just kept expecting Monet and Monique. I was like, oh, man, I think the time's coming. And so, like, especially seeing them do well, especially seeing Monet do well this week, I was just like, oh, well, now I don't care, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, I also kind of feel like the twist, like once they announced it, I was like, oh, okay, so 
that's not that big of a twist, actually. Yeah, yeah. They and, do this every season. Yeah, and we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll I'll talk about that when we get there. The other big discussion topic, I think, is Naomi being omitted from this season of Drag Race. <laughs> oh, you know, there are a couple moments in the workroom later that you're like, why is she not getting more screen time? That was such a good read. With, with Manila, when she's like, maybe she left it for you because you couldn't save your friends. Right. I was like, why are we not, like, celebrating this this great queen? And I don't know if you saw the, there was, like, a, a, clip, of, a clip of the, not clip of the week, a bonus clip that was omitted from this episode. <gasps> Of Manila and Naomi talking in the workroom about yes. speaking at a at a funeral. One of our Marys shared that with us on Twitter. I wanted to. Rem- was it was Sister Mary J. I, if I'm saying, I'm so sorry if I'm remembering your name, but I want to say thank you because that clip. That's like all right, Mary, like porn, right? <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. It was just like to see them having that like adult conversation. And of course, to just see like Naomi just continuing to be just this like, you know, wise beyond her years, you know. Oh, completely. Queen. Yeah. I, I I mean, I guess I understand why they omitted it. But it seems like in All Stars, they're omitting a lot of that, a lot of backstory from these queens, uh, except for maybe Latrice. Uh, and they're just kind of focusing on the talent and focusing on talking heads and branding. And it's uh, and also why they're omitting the RuPaul workrooms. I guess I learned this week, and I don't know why I didn't even realize this, but RuPaul has been doing workroom visits. We just haven't mm-hmm. been seeing them. I think it was, maybe it was the um, Monet Exchanges recap. Expose, so yeah. Monet Expose, which did you see the one with Naomi? Where she calls Naomi? Yes. Uh, that was a really good, the most recent one. That was really good. Uh, I feel like maybe she talked about Rue's visits in that video, but I heard the same, that like Rue has been doing walkthroughs, but I feel like whoever I heard talking about it was saying, oh yeah, she was like, yeah, that's good. That sounds great. Go for it. Like she wasn't giving- She wasn't giving that, the, the, the chicken nuggets and the honey mustard sauce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The dipping sauces were going undipped. Yes. yes. Right, right, right. Um, and I'll talk about the work through, uh, the walkthroughs uh, later because I have some thoughts on that. But jumping into this episode, finally, finally. Um, finally. Latrice is eliminated by Monique. Uh, we find out from Monique- that Monet had the better report card. I think I realized this. Monique is, she's a fair queen. She's not going to just choose her friend. Um, yeah, and she qualifies that in Talking Head. She's like, I love her, but like, but not that not much. That much. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I think that's, I believe her. As much as she might be producing here and there herself, I believe her. Yeah, I believe her too. I think Monilla, Manila had an interesting thought though on Monique. She's like, she can follow her heart and also be fair because it just so happened that her best friend was the one with the better report card. So yeah. had it been the other way around, you know, maybe Monique would have chosen differently. I'm not totally sold. I think Monique would have been like, yeah, Monet, you're gone. Um, right. Oh yeah. No, I think that um, I think that Manila was just like the dem the, like the definition of in her feelings. Yeah. And uh, you know, just didn't like the situation and the position she was put in. I I think the issue I took most with this scene, I don't know if issue, but what kind of stuck out to me, Manila repeating the expression, my friend, my friend, at a certain point, it was like, this is feeling very intentional that you like remind us, hey, we're friends, we're friends. I actually love her more than anyone else could. Like, I don't, I don't really buy it when people say that because it's like, well, you're not really qualified to decide how much other people love someone, right? Yeah, I think that they've just, known each other longer 
it just came off as this like just this weird this weird energy that i i wasn't really buying manila at the beginning of this episode like i just don't really know who this is and i feel like they kept kind of rehashing this whole like why this lip sync was so difficult why this was so difficult and i promised my friends and i needed to do this for my friend they don't understand she's my friend it's like bitch we get it to me and i just i don't know what was i don't know why that was again they've got hours and hours of content why am i getting the same note over and over you know what i mean i see what you mean i think for me what the way i read this editing because i think this was highly edited uh, Mm -hmm. i call this manila in exile um Mm -hmm. i they they show this clip of all of the queens holding hands and then cut to Manila like being ostracized and that, that weird awkward moment of like, no, I didn't even no. know what they were saying and how they what the conversation was where Manila like walks away from all of them, but then cut to them on the couch and they're no longer holding hands. So for me, yeah. the way I saw it was, OK, the producers are creating this story where Manila is now out she's on the outs from all of these girls and i think that they're setting up that especially with the clips later of trinity being like i can't trust the bitch maybe she has a knife goodbye silicone like all of that stuff manila is going to be voted off yeah i don't know i mean i i guess the vibe i've been getting from this is more the it's it's reminiscent of jinx monsoon in some ways is when somebody's the outcast then they on drag race the outcast can often become the front runner if they have the talent you know what i mean like it's a storyline that i think works well on drag race is the like oh you know she doesn't fit in but she beat them all you know yeah i see more of the morgan mcmichael's storyline here where they're like oh we know how you're playing the game now bye I don't know. I mean, also, all that being said, girl, all-star rules are suspended (laughs) until further notice. So I hear you, but this might, you know, I mean, I think obvious eliminations like Valentina or or Manila, for that example, now might be, you know, uh, totally off the table. Yeah, that's very true. Um, There's no rule book to play all-stars, as Monet says. You know, I thought it was funny how Monet kind of pretended she cared that Manila was going to send her home. I thought that was also very performed and adorable, yeah. the way she performed it. <laughs> All throughout that scene, Monet, there were shots of Monet's face reacting that were just these magical yeah. micro moments. That one fourth wall break, I was like, oh, Monet. Yeah. Yeah. Monet's back. Yeah. Monet's yeah. Back. Yeah. Yeah. back. Fans back. Fans back. I'm back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I just, when Monet pretends to be outraged, I just love it. <laughs> I love it. And I, I just, yeah. And I just, I can't wait to the talking head later uh, when she's like, when they, when she like gets over it and she's like, ugh, and now I guess I get it. <laughs> and it's just like, there you are. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more comment on Manila. Uh, I just think it's so interesting how much Manila has been crying the past two episodes. And yet, yeah. cut to Manila rolling her eyes at Trinity, getting upset, Farah getting red for crying. I, it, this reads kind of funny to me. No, that's a very good point because this week it was like, there was just so much crying and I feel like nobody, nobody was saying, Hey, we all got friends here. You know, like nobody could throw her emotions back in her face. But like Farah, I see, I see tears in those eyes. Are those tears in those eyes? And all of a sudden she's in trouble. Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What is she? A child called it? What is this shit? So (laughs) that's such a dark reference. Sorry. (laughs) Did you ever read that book? No. Which book? 
Oh God, a child called it. Mary, I, there are Marys listening who have read it and are like, "Girl, I can't believe you're bringing that book oh, up right shit. now." That book is like akin to like a dear Zachary in terms of like things you never want to read again, but oh. were super impactful. It's anyway. It, it it doesn't have as dark of an ending because it, it's it's an autobiography of this this guy who was. Oh, God, he was terribly abused as a kid by his mother, but he went on to heal himself and learn how to forgive her, I think, and, and learn how to grow out of that and wrote all these books and I think had a lot of fame and fortune because of that. So I think he's doing just fine, but there was a period of time that sucked and he wrote all about it in a book called A Child Called It. Oh, wow. Wow. And I've read parts of it and it was uh, terrible. All right. So you're okay. Great. <laughs> so sorry about that. I, I, you know, once you get started, you just have to keep going. You I know? get it. You have to explain that the was, reference. Sure. That was a Pringle story. Yeah. I just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just once you pop, yeah. you can't stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just yeah. kept going. Pringle just story. Shook um, the can in my mouth. So we've learned that it's going to be a roast. You're killing me, Mary. We're all going to die. Um, I, the minute, RuPaul was talking about Bunny. I was like, why isn't there a sitcom between RuPaul and Bunny the same way there's one with Grace and Frankie? Oh, my God. I mean, I like that would be amazing. I mean, lady, why is there not anything with Lady Bunny on it on a regular basis? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, who knows? Sitcom, talk show, game show, variety show. Just, you know, let's get that bunny hopping, yeah. you know? <laughs> totally, yeah. She's so good. She is so good. Um, Monet crashes funerals. Is this a thing that you know about? Um, I do not know about that. I do not know about crashing funerals, but I guess it makes sense. Um, I couldn't tell if she was just kind of, I mean, it seemed like it was a real story. She wasn't just putting it on. Uh, I really liked when she and Monique were talking about like black funerals and then Trinity says, I want to, I want to go to one. Like it was so like, oh, that sounds fun. She's really hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. When they were talking about the fried chicken, I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. I love oh, how, I happens? love when Monet was like, oh yes, I miss her too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I miss her too. I can see her with a plate in one hand and, and waving people with the other going, oh, I know. I know I miss her too. Reaching down, grabbing another chicken leg. I know, I know. Meeting my feelings. Oh, Monet. Yeah, that, Monet. that's an interesting – that would be an interesting story for Monet to talk about on Monet Exposé or Sibling Rivalry. <laughs> right. Uh, so. I would love to see, yeah, instead of wedding crashers, funeral crashers. <laughs> oh, shit. Totally. And it's drag queens. Yeah, it's I drag mean, queens. Right, right. Monet. I mean, Come I'm on, make it happen. Monet crashing the funeral in drag, but I doubt she was crashing it in drag. <laughs> no, but that would be the TV show that she stars right, in. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monet in mourning. Um, yeah. So RuPaul visits the workroom. You know – when I think about RuPaul, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, before I get ahead of myself, mm -hmm. uh, we learn about the ordering of the queens. Where would you want to go in terms of ordering a roast? You know, <laughs> not I, ordering I, it on seamless, but yeah. yeah, I would say you know a little lemon pepper and garlic. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, I think that I would like to go second because you have someone who has broken the ice, so I don't have that fear, but I don't have everyone using my jokes. You know, I don't have to worry about, oh, fuck, I already, I, that was my joke. Oh. And I feel like that, I could handle that. I think second's great, and especially if I had a good setup, you know? Okay. So you're not like a third? I mean, a second or third almost seems interchangeable. I guess I just don't want to go first, and I don't want to go last, but I also don't want to go like second to last where I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting, you know? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So second or third seems safe. What would you do? I would do I would do third, right in the middle, um, mm -hmm. because with if you start right, that's a lot of pressure. Second, 
I would like to see somebody else kind of go and fuck up or not fuck up before I win. Yeah. I'd rather two people go before me because then I have the chance to see two people doing great or fucking up or both, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, I don't know. I also think it's like if this is a challenge that's like in your wheelhouse, you know, like I feel like Monet could have done any uh, order. Like she, this is like, she's, a, she can host, you know what I mean? Yeah, like she, I, can she was so comfortable up there. Yeah. Whereas I think, you know, Valentina would have bombed even more, I guess, Oof. in their eyes. Or Trinity would have bombed even more if she went first. Or Naomi, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I feel like with Monique putting Manila at the, bo- at the at last, she was really trying to set her up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just... It, it kind of... It, to me, it blew up in her face because Monique should have gone last. And then I think she would have been in the top. Yeah, because that would have been a really good way to close out uh, a eulogy, an right. obituary, right. an old obituary. Yeah, obituary. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I I did love that when she when she gave Monet first, and then Monet gave her that look. She said, "Girl, I'm ready, girl," and she like turned her head. I was like, <gasps> "Just you are just too cute. You are too charming." Yeah. I love that moment. Oh yeah, Monet shined this episode. Yeah. Um, eulogies. They have to create them. I love when Monique calls them eulogies. Uh, yeah. I also, at this moment in the episode, I, I, I decided at this point that if, if we don't all agree that Monique is the narrator of the season, I don't know who is. Yeah. No, she's, uh, she's doing a great job. Yeah. Great job. I think Trinity has been commentator, and I know um, Z Machine had tweeted, and I said, oh, well, you know, I think Trinity's the commentator. And he's like, well, what's the difference? Trinity's the commentator because she's just kind of like peppering truths in here she's peppering observations but Monique is consistently tell- walking us through the story sure and it's it's a total script flipper because technically a a trinity kind of character that kind of you know n- kind of no bullshit tell it to you straight character would be the narrator mm. and the sort of best supporting actress color commentator like Monique would continue in that role but what I love is the best supporting actress is the narrator yeah Oh, completely. It's great. It's yeah. it's one of my favorite nuances of this season. Yeah. And and for that, I hope in the same way of uh, Katya in All-Stars 3, uh, that she... Or in 2. Yeah. Or All-Stars 2, that she goes all the way. Uh, Monique, yeah. I hope she gets all the way to the end. That's my, yeah. that's my hope. That's my feeling with, like, with Monet doing the Monet expose and Monique doing so much narrating. I'm like, oh, this is such a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good sign. Um, yeah. The RuPaul walkthroughs, I mentioned this earlier... The RuPaul walkthroughs hold a purpose in the Drag Race kingdom. Uh, there's four purposes, right? The one is to stir up drama, which we saw with Pearl. Um, two is to kind of give hints, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. with Snatch Game characters and things like that. The other one is to expose backstory, right? Ask more about the queens. And then four, to just be funny and make jokes, right? Like yeah, what, yeah. whatever she's doing. And for whatever reason, in All-Stars 4, we haven't seen that until this very episode. And I don't think she does anything helpful in these no. walkthroughs. <clears throat> no, I think I think her conversation, like to start with Monet, I think the most salient point she made was calling her dashiki her Eaton dress. Yeah, sure. That was I, mean, I was like, thank you, Margaret Cho. Yep. Um, you know, I I do think I agree with you. I don't think that she gave much in terms. Well, no, I don't know. Actually, I I might actually disagree. I I think there may have been some interesting points she was making. 
I think to start with, we'll go to we'll go to through each one. I think with Monet, I think the point I appreciated she was making was something we talked about a little bit last week, where she said Lady Bunny makes it okay to make fun of her because she makes fun of everybody else. Okay. And I think that spirit of like Lady Bunny allows you to make fun of her is like Lady Bunny's like one of her greatest charms is she can take a joke. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, and I think that that's like a really important context for reading and a really important nuance for reading that I don't think a lot of people you know, maybe get sometimes is that like, it's not just about saying nasty things. It's kind of like S&M. There's an agreement underneath that like there's a safe word. Right. (laughs) That's a great, that's a great analogy. Absolutely. Uh, That they have to both be on board. Yeah. And Bunny's so on board. And that's why people like Bianca Del Rio can just read the filth out of her. Sure. Because Bunny has said, yeah, go for it. Because I'm going to read the shit out of you next. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, What about Valentina? Do you think that any advice I, I just feel like Rue gave her like half advice I I don't think that it was really great advice I think she basically was like okay well you should do what you're good at and don't reinvent the wheel and you know just be funny it's like I don't know what advice specifically you're giving to Valentina right now yeah I hear what you're saying and obviously this was like most some you know half of our clip of the week but um or our clip of the week was half of the scene but I think what I took away from this it was vague what he was saying. He was just like, well, just be Valentina giving a eulogy. And I think I, I think it's valid because it's all-stars. I think you can expect a queen in all-stars to know what that means. And if she doesn't, then maybe she's not ready to be on all-stars. You know what I mean? Like, you should be able to know exactly what that means when someone says Valentina's giving the eulogy. Monet knows what that means. I see. And, you know, and so I think— um, I see what you mean. Okay. I think it's fair in this season to be a little vague because the expectations are higher. Right. Why do you think she had Valentina be Lady Bunny? That's a good question. I mean, I think we hear this from the Queens later that Valentina, she can do a character and be funny, but she can't be herself. Okay, and maybe that's this is true. Reading, it, maybe this is reading too far into it, but it seemed like Rue was challenging that theory as if the producers maybe set him up. to. I don't know. I know This is reading way far into it, but... Regardless, I think this demonstrated that. Uh-huh. I mean, when she says, like, you know, she challenges her, challenges her on her performance for her past rose, she's like, was it good? Uh, because she was basically saved by Farah and Alexis bombing that season. Yeah, though I think, you know, looking back, and eventually it'll be funny to, like, go back to season nine someday. Maybe it's just like a, you know, a, a three-episode special, you know? But um, I kind of look back a little fondly on it now that, I don't know if, again, I think it's very similar to this roast and even Valentina's Snatch Game. I don't know if the jokes were that good, but her delivery was really funny. And I know that's not, like, meeting the challenge, but it's like, you know, it's like it's hard to hate something that feels so good. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Drugs, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's uh, Strange with the Candy, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe. Yeah, Jerry Blank. She's like, uh, you know... She's giving advice in some letter. I'm not going to go on that tangent, but Mary's that know the episode where uh, Amy Sedaris plays uh, basically a Dear Abby uh, for a school newspaper. Yeah. She's like, you know, Mm -hmm. why do you got to stop doing something that feels so good? Uh, Basically giving bad advice to somebody that's, you know, addicted to marijuana. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, So she talks to Trinity. Uh, this was kind of like stirring up drama. She's basically, you're a funny bitch. You know, why do you come up in here? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it was something of a setup because are we supposed to be shocked that she doesn't do well? I mean, I wasn't shocked because Trinity didn't do well last time. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because Trinity, 
you know, she I think Trinity is such a wild card that to assume that she's not going to do well, it's like, yeah, but every time I've assumed about her in the past, I've been wrong. Yeah. I agree that she did bomb the last roast, but it's almost like you expect a queen who doesn't do well in a roast to also not do well in Snatch Game. And even though one is scripted and one is improv, I think it requires being able to stay present and like have timing and listen to how like your jokes are landing and whatnot. And I, I guess I expected Trinity to maybe find that same spark but I think that, and also because Trinity's really good at reading the girls like off the cuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's just one of those things that I don't know. Maybe just I I could see myself getting stuck with this too, where it's like, oh, it's one thing to like come up with something in conversation, but then to like have to script it and like plan it out, like that's that's intimidating. Yeah. I, yeah. It. She even said in her talking head that she doesn't do well with roasts and she says it yeah. straight up she's like i'm not good at that and i have to get better at that so who knows i mean mary's can chime in if they've ever seen trinity at a roast uh one of those touring roasts i'm sure she oh. does really well i just have not i've not seen she her ha- i think that she has done them the haters roast yeah so yeah that would be really interesting to hear yeah manila i think the only reason we see this is because it's showing how well manila is going to do I feel like Manila and Rue talking, it was kind of like, you're my equal here. I, you know, I wrote in all caps, I'm not buying this. It was the whole like Rue laughing his ass off at Manila's <laughs> joke so that Monique could give that gooped face in the background. Yeah. This was like real housewives of Simi Valley realness with it. Like it was so fake. It was like, you, you just like, you know, I didn't fall off the idiot truck last week. You know, like I fell off two weeks ago. Sure. So I, I can see through this. Um, and it seemed like all of this was a device because like Manila was being funny, but she wasn't being like, ooh, my ribs are busting funny. I get it. You know? I get it. Even for RuPaul. Yeah. There was something of a producer set up there. Um, yeah. So. Uh, we also miss a walkthrough with Monique and Naomi. We don't see those. Yeah, uh, again, I would have liked to Naomi, see with Naomi. I, wanna, I just want to know more about Naomi and how RuPaul is seeing Naomi. Yeah, yeah, because Naomi said in that Monet expose, she was like, you know, I just, it it sucks that, like, I feel like I'm not really getting featured. She did say, I feel like I did so much better this season than I did on mine. And it's like, well, you got to top three on yours. So what are you telling us, Naomi, you know? Well, her performance, uh, but yeah, I get it, yeah. Well, I don't know, who knows? But, um... I mean, she's only been safe so far, so it, I I wouldn't think that compared to season eight, this was better. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know why we're not getting more of her, and I, you know, the only thing I can think of is that it like somewhere later in the season, all of a sudden, like there's just two full episodes where she's just the star, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that yeah. uh, she's gonna fizzle out, and she's eventually gonna be voted off because she hasn't been rising. She's basically been like the candy hoe of All Stars 4 in terms of her edit, but her performance has been a lot better. Yeah. Like, it, she's not doing Mother Does Not Play That. I think I think Naomi, with a couple missteps, has, including this week, has still, I mean, this runway. Like, oh. okay, she fucked up the roast, but that runway. The runway. The runway was certainly iconic and important. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, Cecily Strong, I love Cecily Strong. I'm so happy she's on this episode. I... This made me think when they have Cecily Strong, I was like, man, Drag Race is killing it in terms of like bringing on only female comedians, bringing on queer people, you know, females to be on the judging panel. There aren't many straight men 
on Drag Race, which I love that there's like this new space to appreciate funny women and uh, just women in general and queer people. Yeah, I think on like season three, wasn't John Sally a <laughs> guest host? Isn't he? He's like a basketball player. It was like the weirdest thing. But now it's like it's all women and queer folks and queerdos, and it's great. Yeah. Um, I do. F- <laughs> I do feel like in the workroom when RuPaul was like, "Oh, and you know and love her from Saturday Night Live." It's Leslie Cecily Strong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like and Kristen Wiig. You know? Yeah. Molly Shannon. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were waiting for Leslie Jones. That's oh, what Leslie I thought it was Jones. Be. Oh, that would have been that would have been yeah. the gag for sure. But I do have to say, I do think Cecily Strong is one of the best like guest instructors, like mentors they've ever had. She was also serving her own comedy, which I thought was great. Yes, <laughs> she was so funny. She was so charming, and like clearly was a big fan of the show. Like when Monet came out, she's like Monet Exchange, and. She, <laughs> I know who you are. Like, it was so, oh, you're welcome at the table, Cecily. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. uh, man. The I've been pregnant for six years line was so funny. Mm-hmm. She was great. She did really well. I mean, she was great. And I just, I loved, I also have to just say about that, mo- that moment, Monet in a dashiki and sneakers, in her dashnikers. Oh, dashnikers. Sure. That look, I, I died. I almost wish, like, she had some challenge where she could wear that look because it was just like it was laundry day realness and i loved it oh she's a special queen uh yeah i i don't know if you have any other notes about cecily helping these queens out we do get the edit of monique talking over cecily which you mentioned might be a detail for down the road yeah i mean i i think when valentina tells cecily i want to tickle that pickle honey i was like okay so are you like a tammy brown type like what what are we working with here? Yeah. Uh, I also just took the note that Naomi Smalls looked like she was representing China in the 1992 Winter Olympics sure. in that red jumpsuit. Sure. And I was into it. Yeah. I mean, it was very rude, Paul. Also. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I. You know, so, she she brings up the point of like, yeah, I'm not going to do a character. I'm going to bring them my own, Naomi and show how funny Naomi can be. And I'm like, whoops. Yeah, I feel like how funny Naomi could be is that read of like I guess she left it for you because you couldn't save your friend. Yeah, like that's like that's Naomi, and I I wish that she, I because I think that that tone I think would have worked so well in her eulogy if she took that tone with the reads of Lady Bunny. I think it would have been so funny. I think had she not done Wendy Williams for Snatch Game, she could have done Wendy Williams in this roast. Yeah, well, and I think there's something about. Naomi, I love the idea of this like this this fashion model who's a little weird and pretty quick with the jokes. Like I think I like the surprise of that. And I think she doesn't really have to do more than that to in, in this she didn't have to do more than that in this challenge. But then putting on that like millennial character, it was like, Oh, you've uh you've painted the peacock a little here. I see you what know? you mean. Yeah, I she got really stuck in those cards. I just don't think that Naomi has enough experience doing this to be a to go going up against a Monique or Monet or even Manila yeah. for that matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Monet could have just like left surgery and still done this challenge and won. Totally. So yeah. Totally. Uh, should we talk about next day work room? Yeah, the sponge um, in the broom. <laughs> the sp- I mean, between yeah, I, the sweeping, and I feel like all of the like the Rue caps, like Muniz and Lee Dawson, like they they use that clip of her sweeping. I think one of them used the clip of her sweeping and then like reversed it to have her leave <laughs> from se- the season ten entrance. So now seeing her sweeping, I just think of that. Uh, but it's you know that moment and like Trinity's Valentina, it really shows like how 
self-aware All Stars is at every moment. Like they're, we've talked about this before that Drag Race started as referencing other reality shows, and now it's just like feasting off itself. Sure, sure. And I think this is also a moment that queens find and editors find can be just a quick gag, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I know that, I think was it season seven, the queens come in and do a Charlie's Angels pose. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that. It's been happening for a while. Yeah, they, it gives them it gives them some like micro moments and minutia if, to be in the details about it that they can fill in the room with. Yeah, yeah, it's another welcome to the stage moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, oh... <laughs> I, I took the note that when Manila does hold up Latrice's thing and she says, whose is this? I wish that she held up a five by seven of Shauna Brooks. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's the Coles. There it is. <laughs> like that would be, that would be like the, that would be the self-reference of, of drag race. Uh, I'd be looking for. It would be brilliant. Oh, it would be brilliant. For sure. <laughs> or if it was like, the note that uh, whoever wrote Trixie, right? Oh, that Thorgy put in Trixie Station. Yeah, send, yeah. That, send that bitch Shangela home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said you were going to take this down. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the shade. Uh, so, yeah, I, the notes I have here is Monet and Manila on elimination. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, obviously we have some great Monet moments. But this idea that Monet votes on report card, and I think that's how mm -hmm. Monique does it. And they're kind of very emotionless about this whole thing. They're the ones saying, like, stop crying. Why are you getting mm -hmm. so emotional about this? Whereas Manila is like, you know, I think she sees the bigger picture and wins over the queens with her reasoning. Because she's like, you know, uh, after a while, bottom safe in the top, did you win the lip sync? Like, it all kind of averages out. And she says, you know, it's a hard decision. I didn't want to make the decision. I knew my friend was going to be in the bottom. And it didn't have anything to do with trying to get rid of you, right? Uh, it's not about grades. It's not about her statistics anymore. Um, and then she says the line that I think, you know, wins the Best Supporting Actress. But because the longer we're here together, the more I'm in love with you all. And then that look between her and Monet. Oh, I have that to, I have to reference a deep cut. Okay, mm -hmm. so Mary's, maybe you'll know this. Maybe you'll go and look at it. In the movie, The Family Stone, okay, with Diane Keaton. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. So there's this look at the end that Rachel McAdams gives her boyfriend, Brad. Uh, she's, like, putting something on the tree, and he says to her, like, are you okay? And then she just kind of, she looks at him and then she lowers her head and smiles in the same way that Monet does it to Manila. Wow, that is a deep cut. I was so afraid you were going to mention that scene from the Family Stone that I hate. Which one at the dinner table? It, yes, <laughs> it makes me sound like such an asshole, but it's just because Diane Keaton is just like, she's just overselling the like proud mom of a deaf son thing. It's like, stop it. Well, yeah, and it's also cringy because it's, Sarah Jessica Parker saying the most offensive things. It's yeah. Uh, I you know I love her in that moment because I feel like not because she's saying like not because I agree with her, but I just feel like she was. There's moments where Sarah Jessica Parker just nails it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I don't like her, but sometimes like she she like you remember that she's a real actress and not just like Carrie Bradshaw in a movie. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. 
And I feel like that was a moment where I was like, oh, look at you. You're doing, you're hitting all the right notes. And then Diane Keaton is like throwing them into the other yard, you know? <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, I love Monet. I think she's so fucking cute when she has that moment with the camera and she's like, you know, I want to be a cunt, but I can't. She's like, oh, can I say cunt on TV? And then she kind of like mm. looks at the camera. Yeah, the fourth wall break. I was like, oh my God, do you, do you want to be narrator again? I mean, Monique, I love you, but like uh, report card. <laughs> I mean. uh, this, is a, this is such a great edit for Monet. I just think yeah. Monet is, uh, people are, people are just going to fall in love with her. I don't know that many, uh, if, you know, say what you want about her drag, right? Like, Read her Kim Kardashian look. Read her pussycat wigs, like whatever. Read the the, the, the bodysuit that she wore in that lip sync, whatever. But Monet is likable. People really, really like her in the same way mm-hmm. that I feel like people loved Kennedy. Yeah, and the shit that matters is is not the look or the hair or the makeup. Like that just doesn't. It doesn't really. That doesn't matter. We've seen so many beautiful queens who don't know how to entertain, that don't know how to capture a room, that don't know how to connect with people. Right. And 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 we're sitting here talking about Monet as if she's got like a potato sack on and you know some corn hair. And that's not it's it. Like she, yeah. And it's not it. Like she she looks great. She just. I mean, here's the thing, and I know that the comparison has been made, but like, you know, Bob the Drag Queen's runways consistently were weaker than Monet's. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, completely. And and like and I think there was kind of the joke was always thrown around that like oh Bob's makeup was a little shaky and the looks were a little rough still won we still see him as a valid winner I feel like Monet exchange it's like well Monet's Monet's makeup is insanely good and her looks have been stronger if you know and maybe they're not like the most opulent but they're they're solid looks and you know she's just as charming and charismatic as Bob so like. I just I don't see why people would look at Monet as riffraff and Bob as like oh you know winner of season eight great queen blah blah blah. Sure, uh, for me, I don't know if this is purposed or not, but Monet's runways are consistently getting better to follow the storyline that she might be even producing that she is going to come into her runway and her runways are no longer going to hold her down. Well, I will say this week, I, th- I think this was an incredibly good runway. Oh, I think it was the best and I, one. Well, and maybe I love her that, and Naomi, yeah. Yeah, and I think that I love that at first I didn't like it, and then I did, that it was still a bodysuit. She's like, oh, I'm still going to do a bodysuit, but I'm going to elevate every element of it. And I she think looks, that was yeah, really cool. She looks great in white. She, she In season 10, she did that Ice Queen look. And yep. It was the same type of vibe, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, this was this was just like such a good episode for Monet Exchange, and and we'll, we will when we, when it's ready. But we haven't even talked about the lip sync. Oh, 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 oh! Don't even, don't even. Begin. I can't. It's all I start now. I won't be able to talk about anything else. Right. <laughs> so we get uh, the runway. Uh, Rue looks good. You know, I don't know. I don't oh, know. that hair, Delta work. <laughs> Oh my god, that hair! Oh, it looked so good. She looked so good this week. I have a, I, I just can hear Robert and Daniel and Grizzly Kiki being like, "Oh, Delta, don't work." You know, I, 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 oh. I think I feel well, like they see things that I just my eye is not trained to see. But isn't that the magic of drag that I can love it and they can hate oh, of it, course. and this hasn't of changed? Of you know, yeah. uh, for me, I, it, it was great. It was a shoot. I loved it. Did you listen um, to What's the Tea with Cecily Strong and Yvette Nicole Brown? 
No, I am going to though because I really like both of them. Yeah, uh, it's a great episode. I, Cecily, is, yeah, in particular, Cecily talks about being a female comedian on, on SNL, and then Yvette Nicole Brown like wins the charm. She's so, yeah. so, so, so fabulous. Now, two things on her. One, I didn't she, her like I think a lot of people know her from Community. That's how I know her. Yeah. I knew her from, and I'm hoping that Amanda Kaczynski is listening because she's the only other person I know who like knows The Office the way I do. I know Yvette uh, Nicole Brown from like season three, I think, of The Office when Dwight leaves Dunder Mifflin and goes to work at Staples, <laughs> and she's one of his coworkers, and he like she like tries to make conversation with him, and then he like you know it's just some like just gives her some weird response and she just is like not having it and she says something like she has some like you know talking head moment where she says um i don't like him and i don't like his big baby head and then she throws her drink in the garbage can and walks away and i have loved her ever since <laughs> it is so funny and so um the other thing i want to say about her is i don't know if you saw that bob the drag queen had tweeted this thing about like RuPaul announcing a guest judge saying like, and this week's guest judge is like, you know, uh, Michael Johnson, who is a, you know, background actor who just got his first, you know, his first gig in a progressive convert commercial and then cut to the queen screaming and being really excited. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So I think uh, Yvette Nicole Brown retweeted that. And then I think she tweeted Bob and said, hey, Bob, I retweeted that tweet of yours about being a nobody. And turns out a lot of people know who I am. So that felt really good. Thanks for that. Whoa. It was like perfect. It was so perfect because it wasn't mean. It was just true. Sure. So that's a read. <laughs> so I, I, I really like her. I'm, I'm very keen to listen to that episode now because oh, they her. both won me over even more. Good for her. Uh, so, yeah, we, we get that really great joke of trust me, she is. I've seen her apartment being in a better oh place. Oh my god. That was so funny. I've seen her apartment. Yeah. I also want to mention, you know, they cut to the fake crying in the audience. Oh, they're told to do that. Yeah. I know, I know. I know they are. Um I won't rail on it, but there is one guy in the audience and maybe the Marys want to go hunting and send a screenshot that I can't stand. Like, you know, schmacting is bad. This was like offensive schmacting. Okay. Mary's hunt it down send a screenshot maybe I'll send you a free Patreon link or a free episode or something <laughs> there's something very funny about schmacting that I love so you hate it I'm kind of like alright this, this was like good. next level this was like it was like girl girl if I was on Drag Race as an extra in the audience I would do whatever I could to get on that camera <laughs> girl it was camp <laughs> to quote me I'm first um, or no, Shangela. I was serving you Lee Bowery. Girl, it was camp. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. Do you want to? I don't know if we need to go through all of these. Uh, I have just kind of a highlights from each sure, one. We don't sure. have to do a transcript. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, and you know, and I don't want to harp on this. I I think um, obviously, especially our last nuance episode, we talked a lot about things being tasteful or not tasteful on Drag Race, and you know, recognizing that things have never been quote unquote tasteful. And I think I loved it, but like. Monet made a patient zero joke about Lady Bunny. Can we take the word distasteful out of our mouths and just accept that it's all drag? Sure. Yeah. You it know, was a, it was like, a funny joke. Yeah. Can we level the playing field? Because that's like, because if you want to play that game of what's offensive and what's not, that if you want to put that lens on things, that could be considered wildly offensive. But if you want to see this as a drag roast, it's really funny. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about the, uh, I think, who gives it? The ice 
Ice is waiting for you. Uh, yes. Oh, I think um, it was Manila. Yeah. Manila. That was like when she was reading all the queens at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially right now, right? Right. Like, right. It's like I mean, uh, yeah. But I. That's what I would expect of a drag queen is to make a joke like that right now. Yeah, and, and RuPaul would argue like we have to be able to laugh. We have to be able to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what. That's what Lady Bunny would do. That's the joke she sure. would make. That's so how it was people like... get through the pain and, and the awfulness of the reality is to make a joke about it. And, you know, for some people, it's just not funny, right? Uh, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's tough. Um, uh, she Monet's also had a very strong joke. Uh, eat a little Mexican. Poor little Valentina didn't stand a chance. Uh, yeah. I also like the glasses gag, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I loved, I loved the look. I loved the hair. I just, you know, I loved the, when she said, that, "Look at that big bitch in the box." Like, it, and I think what it was is like she made a joke that didn't land as hard as it should have. I think it was the twins' joke, and then she like topped it with some sprinkles, and then it was funnier. Sure. And that's, I mean, that's just the sign of how good Monet is at this. Like, she can read the room. Oh, that's not landing as hard as I thought it would. Let me top something onto that. Right. And like, I think Cecily Strong said you were the only one who wasn't just like reciting your, your jokes. Right. And right. I agree. I agree. It was just, it was so good. And it was the perfect opening act. Yeah. And then Trinity came on. I, Trinity looked insane to me. Did she not? Was that part of the joke? Like, she looked insane. I mean, I loved it. I, it reminded me of this is a deep cut, but this is like, so I think it was like, maybe 2008 I don't remember when but there was a Broadway production called Looped starring Valerie Harper playing Tallulah Bankhead and it was this true story of Tallulah Bankhead late in her career having to record loop dialogue for this schlocky movie she was in towards the end I think it was the last movie she was in and she was just like totally drunk and on pills the whole time and the whole play is about this guy trying to get her to record like you know five lines of dialogue and it's Valerie Harper, who, you know, my feelings. But anyway, if you look it up, Valerie Harper as Tallulah Bankhead in Looped is very similar to uh, Trinity in this episode. Yeah. I, you know, Trinity bombed. It just wasn't – you could tell that it wasn't good. I don't even know if they were editing around anything. Yeah, you know, I, I did like that first little French tips joke, and I was surprised that she was getting the shady music. I, what was so funny about that? Because it was the because the the joke was that we thought she was sad because Bunny was dead, but she was sad because her tips were broken. Oh, okay. Like, she didn't deliver she was, it in that type of way. I did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the worst is when she like really flubbed that one joke about the Viagra, and there were just like so many bings and bongs sound effects cutting to reaction shots. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It was like a, it, it was, was like, it was like a performance of Stomp in the background. Yeah, yeah. It was like what is it? Three o'clock at the Basilica? What's with all these bings and bongs? <laughs> Totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, Monique, on the other hand, you know, was well conceived, well performed. I love the nuance of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that line. I do believe from all the loads she's taken, she might be a sperm whale. Yeah. Oh, fabulous, Uh, fabulous. You know, and I and I think Michelle was right. There was so much good material in there. And the delivery, I think it maybe needed a little more breathing room. So because the jokes were good, right? There was some really good material. Yeah. Um, my question. Uh, the boobs Was that an added sound effect Did she have shakers in there Oh I don't think she had shakers in there That must have been an added sound effect Right It was like I just I couldn't tell I just I would love to know It's like It would have been a funny joke If she did But they'd have to really She'd have to mic it right Oh sure you know? <laughs> Yeah you have to It's like You have to Mic it like Bob Ross Mic'd his canvas Exactly <laughs> Exactly um, Naomi You know Again 
we we kind of talked about this. The one joke she had, the old, 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 old joke, uh, it was very Alaska. Long, 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 long time. Yeah, I knew it sounded familiar. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. It, it and it, 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 she already made the old joke. So then, right. it was like there was no punchline. Yeah, it, it, her material did not have punchlines, and and then the laughing at her own jokes. Monet was Monet she's was spot it, on. Yeah. It was like this is so awkward because yeah. she's like, not only is it not landing, now she's laughing at it. Right, <laughs> right. Like... It was very pheromone. Like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> yes, yes. And like, whenever I hear that or I see that, it's like, oh my god, you're sweating bullets right now. Totally. This sucks. Totally. Like, I know that feeling. Well, you know? you know, I don't know. I I will recommend to our Marys and you as well to watch Pheromones Roast from season nine. It's so bad that it's hilarious. Oh, I mean, I think I think Nick and Amanda really like taught me how to love it. Like they it's showed me so, how to love it. So bad, and I well die. <laughs> Now that Michelle's dick breath has done stinking up the room, next up is Paraparin. <laughs> Michelle's dick breath. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Michelle's dick yeah, breath. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, uh, Valentina, uh, for me, the funniest moment was when she kisses Bunny's boob. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I think this is one of those performances I'm going to learn to love for some reason. I mean... I think if she, I don't know, I know, I know this is a weird, I, I might be alone on this, but there's something about her, and see, during season nine, I was not having with Valentina, and I just, like, I, I could watch this bit go on for 20 minutes. I don't know, we, we had to see it twice, the whole moment where she's like, with the big juicy red apple in her mouth, I, it, to me it was so cringy, because it was like a kid who wrote a script and then the teacher said, oh yeah, do this. And then they added this thing and it wasn't funny anymore. I know, I know what you're saying. And, and that stuff normally puts me off, but I think it was like, as if that, as if same scenario you're talking about, but the kid ends up adding something that's so bizarre that it's like, I don't even know where the, that came from, but I love it. And for me, it was the lady bunny is such a whore. Her sphincter ripped. And she's been using her dentureless gums ever since. I mean, like, I don't get it at all. Uh, I don't get it, but I love it. <laughs> she had such of such a moment uh, that was missed when she took off those glasses. Like, she could have just had a mess under there. I was just gonna say she could have said she cried all her makeup off, or she cried a mess of makeup. Like, that was a huge mess. It just um, seemed like such a excuse. I also love that RuPaul was like, no. Like yeah, it, right. it was it was a big little moment there. I was like, oh well, well, what's this? Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of weird to see like like both in the workroom and on stage. Like it's weird to see Valentina making jokes about this with RuPaul. Yeah, there's something about that that I do admire, though. You know, of like taking a moment that was so humiliating for her, and she's now consistently made a joke of it. I mean, that's how you're supposed to handle these things. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I wonder how much. She has healed from it. Maybe she has. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, if she has or hasn't, like, in the public eye, like on TV, social media, this is how to handle it. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Joke about it right with the devil, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, Manila, uh, the funniest part for me was that recoil gag. Like, that, I laugh out loud and I still laugh out loud three times after watching it. That was, you know, once she did that, I was like, okay, so Manila is, like... 
she and Monique were doing very different types of drag than everyone else. Was. Everyone else was kind of doing roast eulogy style kind of the tone was similar monique did this this you know character and then manila did this very like textured campy um broad drag that she does you know like there's she puts on the voice you know lady bunny like she does that whole thing yes and it's all intentional and it's like the drag that she does i will say for me when I really loved Manila was when she started reading the other queens. Well, that's the thing. That's a roast. When you're at a roast, mm-hmm. you obviously you have the, the person of the hour and then all the other comedians. And the the reason Manila, I think, won wasn't that her jokes were like so much more funnier than, excuse me, so much funnier than Monique's, but that she took the roast style and, and won it, right? She had, she explained, yeah. she explained how, Lady Bunny dies. She explains why the others are there to hear the reading of this will, which I thought was so creative. Yeah, like she created a little story. I think I also just think that when she got to reading the other queens, <clears throat> I feel like she changed her tone and like the approach she was taking was just like it was so much funnier and was the timing and the jokes themselves were so good. I think her timing was so good that like that just is funnier to me than that kind of like really broad humor. Like this doesn't it doesn't read it doesn't hit the funny bone as much, but I think when she transitioned to the reading of their queens, then it, it felt like watching a front runner, you know? Yeah, I I do wish there was somebody else on this roast that's done roasts before in a successful way. I mean, Monet was great. It would have been nice to see who could have done what Manila did. Because I think Manila was funny. Do I think it was the best roast ever? No. No. You know, no. Like, um, like, like Peppermint's yeah. roast was fabulous of Michelle Visage. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Peppermint would have been great because I'm sure she and Bunny know each other. Like, yeah. I think like, I think if they had the option, I mean, if they could have done like a real like blowout episode, have Bianca as a guest, have Bob as a guest, have Peppermint, have these like New York queens, have you know what I mean? Like that, even if they were just like cameos, like just for like one or two lines, mm. I think, it, you know, I think this like, I think this episode really showed, especially with the inclusion of Lady Bunny and when she kind of got to do her own jokes. Oh, I love like, that. Here's how it's done. Yeah. Oh, you know? exactly. She wakes up and she's like, here's how it's done. And she yeah. delivered every single line. The only line that felt a little used up is the Manila Luzon, keep on losing, because we heard it but already, her, right? But her delivery was, I wrote that down, not because it was a fresh joke, but because the delivery was like, uh, Manila Luzon, you're gonna keep on losing. Like the that the the inflection she hit was like, well, that's and if you're gonna do that read, that's how you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh right, like, right, 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 right. Uh, I I God, I thought this was so funny, and I died when Bunny first wakes up and RuPaul goes, oh, like she just does this, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I noticed oh. that too. She's like, oh, oh, oh. It was. So, it was like, <laughs> I wonder what it means. Yeah, like it was right. so... oh, uh, I loved, I'm so happy you're alive. I wish I could say the same of you. Yeah. I mean, it was, and like RuPaul laughing, it was like, oh, I love like the essence of their friendship. Oh yeah. You that's know? why I want to see like the sitcom of Grace and Frankie with RuPaul and yeah. Lady Bunny. I just think that would be great. Just even if they were driving around together. Oh my God. If like when Ru was driving around the, the season nine queens, yeah. like just... Yeah, giving Lady Bunny a ride. Right. Hopping around town with Lady yeah, Bunny. Yeah, hopping around town. Exactly. I mean, hopping come around. on, Well Presents. Hopping around. Yeah, oh, we're going to get copyright claims. I I mean, that Vanjie exit oh, was... Oh, it was well placed. I, it's almost like I forgot about that joke. Same. You know? It was perfectly timed because I forgot about it. And I think, like, 
I think everyone genuinely died. There was no fake laughter. Sure, you know? sure. It was well yeah. done. Um, the runway is angelic white. You know, I have to say this is the first runway where I feel like all of the queens did really, really well. Like you couldn't really read them on these runway looks. Um, oh, yeah. Some were better than others. Uh, I think if I were to place anybody, Monet would win and then Naomi would be second and then Trinity and then Monique and then Valentina and then Manila. Okay, wow. All right, well, let's uh, let's go through. Um, you know, for Monet, I'm surprised that none of the judges said, you know, Monet's heart is in the right place when she revealed the heart. Oh, I see. Uh, I thought, oh, that's very funny. That's very funny. Um, I, uh, I thought this was great. I thought, as I said before, this was like this incredibly elevated version of what Monet does. And... Uh, yeah, the, it was very drag. Eyes. It was very drag to have your own runway. I, that was brilliant to me. The long train. Um, this was a reference from our our Mary fashion correspondent uh, Ileana uh, Rihanna at the Met Gala, and I think somebody else references that. Maybe oh, maybe in the pit stop they referenced that. But this was, if you look up Rihanna at the Met Gala or Gala, uh, it's uh, the same type of look. Yeah, I think I saw a meme somewhere. It was Monet wearing this look without like many makeup on, and it was like it was like when Jay Z's trying on Beyonce's clothes at home. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's cute. Um, Trinity, I just thought Trinity looked good. Uh, It was just a very polished look. Yeah, I called it Celine Dion's Vegas residency, the Tuck Taylor. Like it was. Now let's just ask, and obviously we're the wrong we're the wrong queens to ask. But RuPaul, like, she goes, "Wait a minute!" to say this, you're doing the height of fashion right now. You're doing the height of drag. I'm not saying Trinity didn't look great, but I I need someone to help me understand why this was the look to get that response from Ru. Like, what what was it about it? Because I guess it wasn't obvious to me. I think because week after week Trinity's been doing that. I don't know why Naomi isn't getting the same type of treatment, but. Uh, Trinity is has been delivering every single week, and here's another week that she does really, really well. Also, Trinity is going to the top, Mary. Well, no, I I think it's not so much about like because it seemed to me that this was highlighting this specific look. She was like, this look, this right here oh, see, yeah. is like, and I, I thought, okay, this is a great look, and I agree, she's been killing it all season, and I think there may have been other looks that warranted that response. On tr- for Trinity, yeah, this one just seemed like a good look. I mean, her face was incredible, right? But Rue wasn't commenting on that. So I would love for a fashion Mary to help me understand why this would get that kind of accolade um, at this moment. Agreed, because uh, yeah. I would have given it more to Naomi for making Prince like to quote Margaret Cho, looking so fam. Oh my God, she was so fam. Oh my God, she was so fam. Yeah, no, I mean, Naomi and the revolution. Yeah, that was, uh, that was incredible. I, I loved it. I Did you even love her playing the guitar? It was I, kind of air guitar. I, I wrote, I said, I the, my note says, almost air guitar, but this look is so good, I don't care. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we skipped Monique, but... Uh, I called this look Whitney Angelica Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Um, Monique, she just looked expensive to me. Uh, I would have made the heart a little smaller. I thought the blinds were so elegant. And I kind of wanted them to be like bigger, like Angels in America bigger, you know? Yeah, like dentist office bigger. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw an angel (laughs) behind those curtains. (laughs) 
I had a dentist appointment. Um, um, so sorry, it's my Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Valentina, she looked kind of like the back of an expensive chair for a living room. Yo, my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, I, you know, she was doing this whole diatribe about the most expensive silks. She would. She, she was. She was trumping up her look. Let's Ostrich feathers. Yeah. Yeah. She was peacocking on her own. Uh, my feeling was, I mean, it, she looked great, but I also, to quote Michelle in season nine, got it. Still underwhelmed. Oh, wow. I don't know or if I was underwhelmed. I thought it was a great look, but also, I don't know. It wasn't the best on the runway this week. It wasn't the best. It was great to me. But again, it I don't was, know what, anything about fashion. So. It was great. I mean, I wasn't actually underwhelmed, but it was just that feeling of like, I felt like Valentina in the talking head was selling it up so much that like, I didn't get to have my own opinion. Right. Like rich, white woman. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I'll tell you what I think of it. And then when the judges didn't really seem to gag over it or the edit didn't really show them gagging over it, I thought, oh, it looks great. But I said thing where like, drag race, tell me what to think of this. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? I love Cecily's read of this is why you have to cut those soda can things before you <gasps> oh, throw them. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. You know, I always do. I always cut them. Oh, I think about those turtles all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the last the time that I had soda can thingies, but uh, yeah. Oh. I did when I, I – yeah. I like a six-pack of Seagram seltzer in the fridge. You know, it just makes me feel good. Okay. All right. Good yeah. for you, Mary. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Manila, we got a gladiator. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy. Didn't we talk about that we recently? Did, we did. Yeah. You know, this look reminded me of the season three um, champion music video challenge. Remember, she and Raja and Alexis are in those, the, the, uh, the Grecian, I don't know how to say it. Grecian? The Greek Grecian? Looks, the Grecian, the Grecian looks. They're in the Grecian looks, remember? And she's throwing the discus. You know. No, oh. I don't remember this look at all. It's from it's not a, it's not a runway look. It's from the music video challenge. Yeah, okay. Then I, I yeah I definitely don't remember it. Oh, you got to go back to that. I got to I got to go back to season three, y'all. Got to do it. Yeah. Um, Minilla's look was great, but it was also meh compared to everybody else's. I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. I thought it was fine. I think it was more off white. <laughs> but <laughs> eggshell. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was egg, yeah. Exactly. I think she was walking on eggshells. I I just want to mention this. This is obviously a note for every week, but I keep min meaning to mention it. But what I love the most about the um, the music that plays during the runways this season, it's those bells. What's with those Christmassy bells? I love it. Listen closely, okay. or you listen to RuPaul's Christmas album because the, the track is there. I it's got you it. know, it's there's just you know there's nothing I love more in, in a like it, like a house like house music. Nothing I love more than some bells. Yeah, give me some bells or that uh, Loliata what's her name sample. Sure, sure. <laughs> I hear you, Mary. Uh, yeah. I, I have to listen for those bells because I didn't hear them. Oh, my God. The bells, the bells. I feel like... Uh, I can what's his hear name? the bells. Sorry, that's my hairspray. Is that the Hunchback of Notre Dame? No, that's the my bells. hairspray. It's hairspray, Mary. Oh, well, you see, uh, you see Tracy Turnblatt. I see uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> You're a shady bitch. <laughs> 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 Uh, so uh, we get Monet and Manila on the top. Uh, for me, I'm sorry. Safe is Monique. Like, why the hell is she in the bottom? I I think we can now kind of. Well, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't talk about the twist. But for me, who would you, who would you eliminate at this point? Right? Because you have Monique, oh, Naomi, yeah. and Trinity and Valentina. To me, 
it's Valentina. If we're going to go off the scorecard, right? Monique has two wins and one bottom. Naomi was mostly high and safe. Trinity, two wins and safe. Valentina, one win and one bottom. It's like, okay, it's either Valentina or Monique. Monique did really well in this challenge. Valentina should go home. I think that we have to include this challenge in it. Monique, she definitely was safe. She was firmly safe. I think... I mean, I would be Valentina for me, for sure. I I really liked... I liked Cecily Strong's, like, kind of interpretation or understanding of Valentina when she said, you were just the most beautiful, sparkling, strangest little bird. Uh, I think that that sums up Valentina really well. And I think all of that is lovely, and I love a bird of drag race. But that's... Like, I think that kind of nebulous definition is maybe not enough for all stars. Whereas I think that there's so much more definition for like someone like Monet or Manila or Trinity. Like they're just a more defined queen. Whereas Valentina and and Naomi right now because of the edit just feels like, yeah, I don't really know what you're serving. I'm getting more from Naomi and I'm getting a lot from Valentina that I can't classify, you know? You know, when I thought about Valentina and especially after hearing her interview on Whimsically Volatile, I thought that she was going to bring her culture every runway. And I'm surprised that her culture hasn't really come up much since the first episode. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I mean, it makes me think about in, I guess, season nine, there was a white runway and she did that wedding dress. And uh, I feel like, I don't know, like just, I mean, and not that she would do that again here, but I'm surprised that with such a kind of open concept for the runway that she wouldn't try to infuse her own culture and history and experience and uh, whatever into the look because it's it's so non-specific, you know? Well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that her brand, because you're talking about how where Monet and Trinity are as queens is a little bit more defined. I feel like Valentina is very defined, but when she gets on Drag Race, or at least on All Stars 4, it it's become more ne- nebulous. When in reality, yeah. I don't think that's true off the show. Like, I guess it's like whoever or whatever Valentina is, when she tries to apply it to Drag Race, it doesn't translate. Um, Whereas it seems like when she just gets to be herself in her own environment, then she knows how to kind of like put the Valentina stamp on all of it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I will say on season nine, she was she was going to win. Like she was going to get to the end, but Mm -hmm. she had that snag of the mask gate. Right. So yeah, I, it's not that I don't think that she can do well on drag race, but perhaps for all stars, when she's going up against all these other Queens that are kind of like in their lane and know how to thrive in their lane, Valentina's like, Oh wait, which lane? You know, because she's getting caught up in the fact of like, I'm not funny. I wish I was funny. It's like, that's not what it's about. You just have to do well in this challenge. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, these are some of the reads that people were giving to Pheromone of like, oh, she's just not ready, she doesn't really know, like she's, you know, switching lanes. Like, I think, yeah, I think Valentina is is probably doing something similar, but she, I think Valentina is also really good at, I think she's good at her own PR, you know, and we see that in her deliberation conversation with with uh, Manila, you know, of just like, Valentina... She will campaign for herself like a ba- like a pageant queen, uh, and try to distract you from the fact that she has just as many question marks as Pheromone did in some ways. In some ways, yeah, I think I think her drag and how she enters the dress is a lot more specific and elevated than Pheromone. Um, 
But well, I, I, mean, I guess I mean just like in these challenges. Like I, I mean that like there's this tentativeness that she is approaching this challenge with or like snatch game with that I would expect a pheromone. Okay. But like Valentina, the, the Valentina, the drag queen just on its own. Like, I mean, Valentina putting herself into a look and doing a number she chose is amazing. Yeah, she's she's top queen. Like it's yeah. surprising to me that she's not having the edit where we think she's actually going to the end now. Like now we're like, Oh yeah, maybe Valentina's going to get cut because the other Queens aren't liking her. She's getting this weird edit and you know, she, maybe she's not doing as well as we thought she was going to do. You know, she, she, I thought she did well in snatch game. She shouldn't have been on the bottom for snatch game, but you know, she was. And, uh, the first episode with the talent, like it was okay. This is great. She looks great. Um, she does really well in uh, what was the other? What was the challenge that she won? Uh, she won the. Let's see. Well, the first one was the All Stars Variety Show. The second one was uh, who went home second? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> Pheromone. Like, oh, that's right. She did go home second. Well, that was the. Um, Oh, it was the musical. It was the um, the, the Stacey Lane Matthews challenge. Oh, and she had to sing, and she did so well when she. Yes, when she, she stole sung. the show in uh, that one. Yeah, God, she yeah. did so well. And then uh, episode three was when that's when that was Snatch Game. That was Snatch Game. Okay, yes, and so then and then episode four was Jersey Justice, right. which I thought she was. She like, did great. It, thought she was so funny. Yeah, yeah, she did great. So it's not that she's not doing well. Uh, and so but, it's, so I, yeah. I, it's so interesting that we're talking here like, oh, yeah, Valentina, maybe she's not going to go to the top all of a sudden. And I think we're being influenced by the edit. No, you're right, because I kind of feel like this feels like Trixie All-Stars 3 where it's yeah. like, yeah, she was bombing till the end. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't think that happened. Yeah. And like same with Naomi. It's like, no, she's not being underwhelming. We're just not getting to see much of her. Exactly. Like she's actually doing a lot of great work. And if you like the like Monet Exposé, like she'll talk about it. Like she I think she talked about both Naomi and Valentina and just like how funny they were and how good they were. Um and, and so like uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think we are probably being manipulated by the edit. And we have Trinity's talking head where she says, "Oh, she's the Venezuelan Barbie, and unless you're doing a character, there's no personality." She you know, she uses 3 hours to paint the same face. Was that Monique or was that Trinity? That was Monique. Oh, uh, Monique. Monique. Yeah. Uh, objectify like I, she has a personality. Like Valentina right. is very clear to me. Right. No, and I guess just to qualify, because I feel like these little things, people jump all over. I think she said Venezuelan Barbie because she played Miss Venezuela yes. in Snatch Game. Yes. She knows she's Mexican. Like, I'm just saying it because people point that stuff out, and it's oh, like, okay, yeah. I, I don't know. And I feel like I misspeak like that all the fucking time. So I knew why she said that, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, Valentina, this whole idea of that's not fierce, that's not a star. I thought this was very interesting, the optics of this, because Valentina's on this high stool and Minil is like looking up to her. Did you uh-huh. catch that? Yeah, that whole moment, I was kind of looking into Manila's eyes and thinking, you're not buying any of this, right. are you, Miss Luzon? Right. I could tell. Like, it was the same look she was giving Monet when she was, like, saying, you know, like, you're so talented, and I just, <laughs> I want to see more of you. Yeah. Manila's was, like, sending her home, yeah. Manila, she's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's, she's getting chopped. She's she's getting chopped. Uh, she's getting the chop. And so I I think that Valentina was hustling, and I don't think Manila was buying it. And I was so like when 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 Manila said like, "Girl, it's not my fantasy either to go home." Right. <laughs> like, right. Facts are facts, America. Yeah. I don't think that Valentina, to her point, because you know we're talking about how delusional Valentina is with the clip of the week and things. 
we just kind of went through her track record. She hasn't been doing poorly. She hasn't. And if there's anybody else that I think we can put against Valentina, to be honest with you, would be Naomi because Mm – Again, we haven't gotten to see all of the fabulousness that Naomi's been doing, but Naomi did really well in the the first one with Pose. She did really mm-hmm. well in Snatch Game. Um, I, she she we said she rapped really well in the Girl Group Challenge. She did, yeah. And yeah. and then in Jersey Justice, we we her walking into that courtroom was hilarious. Yeah, it was like I loved it. I knew that woman. I Naomi is uh, she's doing great, and I think the joy of rewatching all stars four someday is to be like, Oh wow. It's like watching Jocelyn Fox in season six. Yeah. Like, Oh wow. She's great the whole time. Yeah. And so I feel like Manila comes to me now as, as an audience member, we can't now blame these Queens because at some point, like we're all doing real well. Our GPAs are all kind of averaging out. It's like, what do you do now? You know? Yeah, I and mean, so it's, it's almost yeah. like RuPaul coming in as this deus ex machina, like just kind of like, all right, fine. The all-star rules are suspended. Like, I'm not going to put this on you anymore because you're all doing well. So it's like, right. at, at, at once, I'm mad about the twist because I'm like, wouldn't it be a gag if we saw them both pull out Valentina's lipsticks? But then yeah. this twist, it's like, okay, thank God, because now we get something different. And now it can be a little bit more objective instead of so subjective. Yeah. I mean, I think that – I think I saw – there were probably some people – or at least I know people talking about in the subreddit of people who were, um, they thought that RuPaul was just trying to save Valentina with this. And I was like, guys, do you know how produced this fucking show is? Do you, what do you, do you think it was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Change your plans. I'm calling off these All-Stars rules. Bring back those other queens. No, I need to save Valentina. Like, Come off it. If she wanted to save Valentina, she would have made her safe this week. Yeah, stop that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, also, stop that. had she sent, let's say, Monet and Manila pulled out two separate lipsticks. Let's say it was, you know, Naomi and Valentina. And then they had to lip sync against each other to stay. Well, I was going to say, and then uh. <laughs> they come back the next week. So it's, they, the thing that they lost by not sending anybody home is, oh, per- is perhaps some more tension between the tw- the queens. That's all that they lost. Otherwise, these queens were going to come back uh, right. right away. Right. So I, you know, I'm I'm kind of at this point of like, all right, they're all doing well. This is exactly what I wanted, and yeah, they, and here I am as a mm-hmm. fan, like trying to find a reason to be upset about it, trying to like call out the rigor Morris, even though there's rigor Morris. In every episode, Mary. We just talked about being manipulated by the edit. Rigor Morris is happening. Morris is – the calls are coming from inside the house already. <laughs> yeah, okay, totally. Rigor is upstairs, and he is Morrising. Yeah. And so I, I, I agree. I think that – I mean, I, I think this was all planned out. I think it was just like whatever – when we get to this point, it's all been mapped out. And uh, I agree with you, though. If they had an episode where, you know, this episode where Valentina got voted off but then got to come back next week and, like, fought her way back into the competition, that's a great story. And say she still went to top four, you couldn't say, well, she skipped a week or two. She shouldn't win. Like, you wouldn't be able to, like, disqualify her right away. Right. So I think I agree. I think there was a really good story here. That being said, you know, next week's preview does show – it it looks like the – 
four returning queens are probably lip syncing. I'm assuming there's probably another twist we don't know because they wouldn't show us all that in the preview. Sure. Well, but, yeah, I don't know why they're picking lipsticks. That's also yeah. weird to me. Um, yeah. yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of lip syncs. Uh, yeah. That's what it seems yeah. like, which I'm happy for. I love lip syncs. It, you know, we said this, I've said this before, right? When there was the whole Shea Coulee got robbed on season nine. It's like, yeah, she did because she was doing really well. But at the end of the day, like, it's about the finals, right? It's like, uh, not to bring up a sports reference, but like, you mm. play through the playoffs. How you did in the playoffs doesn't matter in the Super Bowl. It's like whoever wins the Super Bowl wins everything. So right. if we're now down to this thing where, okay, all-star rules are suspended, it's all about lip syncs now. Yeah, it's not going to matter if Monet and Valentina have been doing really well because, nope, all, all of that stuff, all of yeah. the competitions and how well you've been doing, they don't matter anymore. We're not going to keep yeah. you because you did really well in Snatch Game, Trinity. We're going to keep you because you did really well in this lip sync right now. It's it's allowing the game show to just kind of be like, yep, it's not cumulative. And they've kind of been doing that all series. They've been doing – I mean, you know, Max is an example of that. A queen that had been never in the bottom, won one, two challenges, one, yep. and then went home on a lip sync. Snat, uh, Drag Race has, I mean, I think in general there's an there's an air of cumulativeness in terms of who's maybe safe or like bottom three but not lip syncing. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, yeah, once you're in the bottom two, I mean, sometimes, you know, you can tell that they're trying to save one queen or the other. But like the rules, like the when you talk, I think we're talking kind of about like the, the rule book for Drag Race. Sure. Is that if you're in the bottom two, the rule book says it doesn't really matter your track record. It matters if you killed this lip sync. Right. And at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I think that's the case, right? They could have had Valentina beat Nina, you know, with the uh -huh. mask off. You know what I mean? Like, or they could have allowed her to keep it on, but they didn't. Right. It was better right. TV. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, that would be a wonder in editing if they could have made <laughs> Valentina beat Nina for that. I would have been shocked. Uh, um, let's talk about this lip sync, Mary. Yeah, because I can't wait any longer. Jump I need to, to jump it. To let's it. jump to it. I need it. to <laughs> jump to it. God, we're the worst. We are the worst. Um, a great um, choice for a lip sync. Ugh, I love spoken word. Like, I love all of that. I think both did so well. To me, because they emote so well with their faces, it just felt like a duet. Like they were performing together. I had the same note. It felt like a duet. This may, and I hate to jump onto the bandwagon so early right after it, but like it's so hard for me to not see this as one of my favorite lip syncs now. Okay. Like A, it has one of my favorite queens in it. Doing what she does best. We just talked about this. We said if you're going to have Monet exchange on All Stars, then you need to have her lip syncing or you're wasting all Bury of our time that. here. <laughs> and and it was like, and I'd love to see Monet do like some other stuff. We've seen her do like the real high paint, like, you know, th the splits and all that stuff. What else has Monet got? We got that too. This was like, I'll say this first. Manila, I think she held her own. She had some good moments. My eye was not on her. Monet, I could watch. I just again, I could have watched this for twenty minutes. This was so good. My favorite moments, my two favorite nuances. There's that moment when when she does the jump rope move for the first time for jump on it, and then she gives like a kick, and then Yvette Nicole Brown goes, "Hey!" And I and I was like, "Yeah, hey!" And so. <laughs> And then when she says, um, on who drop kicked who, and Monet does that kick, it, like, oh, God, it was so funny. And, like, then they hugged at the end. Like, it was just, it was everything I love about a lip sync. 
that being said, when Ru- when RuPaul said that Manila was the winner, I just sat there and it was like this film of tears just came over and I was like, this is the 2016 election all over <laughs> oh, again. And then no, when she said, <laughs> Monet Exchange, congratulations as well. I was just like, ah, that's right. Like all of the catharsis I needed from 2016 happened. I was surprised. I was surprised that she say, that it was both of them. And then I was like, oh shit, two queens are going home. Two queens are going home. I would have been shocked. I just thought that that kind of variable like throws the show off. You know, like they can't let that happen. You know? What? Two queens going to, like, home? Where, to have a variable where they don't know if their season is now going to be two queens less or one queen less. Oh, you're right. So maybe it was two separate queens and they're like, oh, nobody goes home. I, I think the the show has been planned out long before these queens stuck a lipstick in their bra. So it needs to fit that model. And I don't know how they do that. But um, like when Manila said to Monet, so are we picking two queens to go home? I was like... I didn't think we talked about this before, but it was like, well, no, you know you're not allowed to do that because the producers probably talked to you about that before you even lip-synced. Oh, about who they're picking? The producers take the lip-sync, the lipstick while they're lip-syncing. Sure. And so they've consulted with them before it's happened. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what the re- what is real in the reality, but uh, to me it would have been a gag if they sent two home. And then – they came right back. I just think it would have created so much drama between the, the queens. Imagine if Valentina gets eliminated and then comes right back. She would have been boiling. Deeply offended. Yeah. By the one with the pussycat wig and the sparkly bodysuit. <laughs> um, I think Manila would have sent Valentina home. And I think Monet probably would have sent Naomi home. See, I I think that they were both going to send Valentina home. They both said she was being delusional. I'd be shocked if Monet... I know they're not supposed to, like, keep their friends, but I guess maybe after watching the Monet expose, I got, like, Monet talks about how close she got to Naomi Mm. and, like, how much she got to know her and how much she liked her. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't say Naomi home either. I think she's great, you know? Totally. Um, I, I do love the the whole scripted performance of the queens in front of the mirror with Lady Bunny. I love all that. And then, It's so funny. And then when they turn around and they see Gia Gunn looking fierce, Latrice Royale, Alyssa Edwards. That's <laughs> pheromone. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And then and Monique Hart is in the parking lot at this point. Like she is she's like I think she, I think you don't see her in the reaction shot cuz she like ran she, away. <laughs> I think they had to cut in some shots of her later. Uh, God. Um, she needs to pray on it. She was seeing demons. She needed to pray. <laughs> yeah. Who am I forgetting? Who's the fourth one that's coming? Oh, Jasmine. Right, Jasmine. Jasmine. Um, yeah. Expect the unexpectable. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, that was fabulous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, there's going to be some drama. It's going to be great to see Farah v. Valentina. That drama is certainly not over. Um, I'm excited about that. I don't think that much drama is going to come from uh, Latrice. And I don't think much drama is going to come from Jasmine, but Gia might bring, obviously, some... I think we saw a clip, like, of her getting into it with Trinity and Trinity being like, you're not going to paint me like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I think that... Yeah, I think Trinity says something like, well, that's not my narrative. Right. Like, well, that's Ooh. a meta term. Yeah. And I, I think that Latrice, they show a clip of her saying, well, I think you're being very disingenuous, but I don't think it's going to go beyond that, like, 
All Stars likes to do that thing where they have all the queens gather in the workroom and they each bicker about their own feuds. Sure. And then most of them get cleared up. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. We'll see. So that. I think Latrice will get over it. You we'll know? see that. I do hope Naomi doesn't get omitted next episode. Um, I am hoping for that. Uh, and I, yeah. yeah, and I hope we see a lot of lip syncs. Uh, it sounds like we're going to, uh, based on the the PA's announcement on the mirror. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I was I totally was thinking who had to write this. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Um, we don't see anything about what the actual challenge is next no, week, right? It no. was just about the, the drama. Okay, well, cool. It's uh, going to be lip syncs, or at least the first half of the episode is going to be lip syncs or something. Um, do you think they're going to do it where the returning queens have to lip sync at the beginning to get back in the competition instead of at the end? No, I think that that there's 10 of them. So I think it's going to be five lip syncs, Mary. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you saying? There's going to be ten, five lip syncs. What do you mean? There's going to be like. I think they're going to pair them all up, Mary. And wait, I don't understand. I'm sorry. Give me more. You have, your character limit has been extended. So, Tell me more. Okay. So two things are going to happen. Either you're right. The four remaining queens are going to lip sync against each other, right? It's going to be like Latrice versus Jasmine and Gia versus Farah, And whoever wins that, maybe both of them are going to come back, okay? Mm-hmm. Or then they have to lip sync against each other. And it's that type of comeback queen, right? Mm-hmm. Or the six remaining queens are going to lip sync against the four remaining or the four eliminated queens, right? But it won't be six. It'll be five versus five. I, I don't I don't know why they I I can't wrap my head around that one. It starts to sound like All Stars One. <laughs> like why would they be? Do you mean that a queen, who? I don't think it's going to be that because I can't wrap my head around it, okay. so I can't think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm going to say that it's going to be the classic model of the returning queens are going to come back. They're going to do a challenge, and then they're all going to have to compete compete to determine who gets to stay. From that mirror message, be prepared to lip sync for your life. It's like. I think that there's going to be a lot of lip syncs. Like they're going to, th- like that's going to be the challenge. I I mean, if it is, that's fine by me. I love lip syncs. Yeah. I mean, that would be. I may not be able to wrap my head around it, but I'll be. I'll wrap my arms around it if it happens. Maybe it'll be two teams, and it's a lip sync challenge for the two teams. Who knows? That's what they did with All Stars three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, I guess all we can do is find out. I can't wait, Mary. Uh, We should do a hot take this episode. Uh, Yes, this will be a hot take episode for sure. Yeah, we'll do a hot take next week. Um, With that, Marys, we're going to wrap up our discussion. Um, If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at JohnnyAlso. And you can, <clears throat> let's try that again. And you can get me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. You can also get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, and you can get more of both of us, including that hot take this week, uh, at patreon.com backslash all right Mary, where depending on what kind of Mary you want to be, or a Matreon, I should say, uh, you can get access to bonus episodes, hot takes, videos, you know, check the buffet. We got all kinds of dishes for it. And you. just to edit, Colin, um, there was no hot take this week. It's next week that there'll be a hot take. Oh, I meant like this week, like yep. this week's episode. I'm just making, up. I'm, I'm just being as clear as Crystal Mary. Because if they think there's one this week for this week's episode, this is the hot take. It's happening right now, <laughs> three days after the episode. Totally, uh, totally. Yeah. In any event, also, while you're doing that mental math, head over to iTunes, leave five stars and a positive review. We'd love it. 
this week's Last Chance Lip Sync I thought was appropriate because we have another twist. Had we not used the New Rules Dua Lipa song uh, before, um, I think when we started the season, um, this Last Chance Lip Sync is Twist and Shout, not by the Beatles, but by Salt and Peppa. Well, you know. It's uh, a good one. Ladies, <laughs> I don't. I can't think of the lyrics, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> shaking a baby right now, yeah. Yeah, shaking a baby. Twist and shout. Yeah, um, yeah. ladies, what's my weakness? <laughs> men. <laughs> men. Men. It's men. It's men, yeah. Man, yeah, it's fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Mary. Uh, we'll see you next week. Here is uh, Twist and Shout by Salt and Peppa. We hope you have a fabulous week. We'll talk to you soon. Listen.